0: He's calling, wake up child It's your turn to shine You were born for such a time as this
1: Now, I'm not promoting works-based. Okay, I do this, God does this. I go on a fast for a week, I twist God's arm. And I'm doing these things, God's like, okay, well, all these brownie points on Shane, I'm really going to bless him. But God blesses an obedient vessel, a humble and teachable person who can be used by
0: God. The power comes through the humility. So when God blesses, it's a blessing to be to others. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today's message on Regaining Lost Ground is titled, Your Past Doesn't Scare God, and is a powerful call for believers to submit to the will of God through obedience to deny the flesh and live in the power of the Holy Spirit. This important sermon is a powerful encouragement for every believer to meditate on God's Word daily with constant prayer and supplication to the Lord. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. And isn't it true that when men lead, the family flourishes? When men lead, the
1: family flourishes. Again, all sin is sin, but sexual sin. It's a sin against our own body, Paul talks about, and there's something uh, dynamic that happens, and there's something dynamic that happens when you consecrate yourself. And when you set yourself apart and when you fight in this area, there's, there's, there's a filling of the Holy Spirit that, that I haven't felt before in this area of sexual purity and this anointing that comes from God. Oh, thank you. I thought you went and got yourself a coffee. And I'm like, well, You should share that with us. Thank you, Pastor Abram. I, I, normally it's up here and I'm, 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 uh, yeah. There's no ladies here to remind me to, to put water up here. But here's a verse that I want to just unpack for a minute. Uh, Proverbs 22 3. Proverbs 22 3. A prudent man. What is a prudent man? Wise man. Cautious. Discerning. A prudent man foresees evil and he fights it. I'm accustomed to fighting. I'm accustomed to, you know, holding my ground. I'm, 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 hide myself. Because this is something you actually can't fight. You have to flee. Because fighting it means the temptation is still there in front of you. If you've got 36, 24, 36, and you're sitting there wanting to fight that, how's that going to work? Because God has made us visual. So the only way to really fight well in this area is to flee. And if you're feeding what you're supposed to flee, the battle's going to be very difficult. And that's why we do talk about being selective in entertainment choices, being selective on what you watch, what you view. It, 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 and you you just you you can't you can't fight this. You have to flee from it. I've told you this, I've given examples of this before too as well. But on my computer, do you ever go check spam? You know, just once in a while I get emails, I'm like, how's that going spam? You know, I need to, but usually it's just, you know, hit the whole delete, make sure there's nobody I know, and then hit delete. I'm fleeing, I'm running. I don't want to see, look at me, here's my pictures. I'm in your area, want to chat? I don't want any of that. But you have to, you can't just sit there and and fight that. I wonder who, this might be legitimate. Am I expecting pictures? Do I know this person? And we begin to fight when we're called to flee and hide ourselves. But the simple, this word simple, I, I did a study on it, uh, while I was preparing this week. It's like this, this, this good old boy just walking around, hm, <laughs> What's, you know, just, just kind of a stupid, simple, just believe, gullible, believing everything, uh, and, and he's just, but the simple, they pass on and are punished. You know, what this, the, the example probably is of prostitutes would be in the square of a city or be in the area where they're visible. Kind of like Hollywood Boulevard. I'm going to keep driving on the freeway. I'm not getting off. But the simple. Oh, I wonder. Let me, let me just, they, they, they walk into it. They walk into Delilah's camp. They walk into things and they don't, they don't flee it. They actually walk into this area that they should be running from because men are not strong enough to sit there and fight sexual temptation. But what I mean by that is, is put it in front of you. Put the nudity or whatever in front of you. And okay, I'm just going to fight this. Mm, thinking baseball. Mm, good thoughts here. Mm, you know, you, you, you just, just flee. Just leave. Just, that's what Joseph did. That's what the Bible talks about. You just, you just flee the area. For example, when you go into a computer, you know, if you're filling this urge, you know, and you're, 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 here it comes again, don't go get on a computer. You go in your car and you drive or go do something or pray or you you flee from the thing that is causing the harm. Here's what's in- interesting though. Wisdom and folly, you know what folly is? It's, it's uh, a foolish person. It, it's a person who keeps falling. Wisdom and folly are often found in the same location and they're offering you alternative choices. So wherever you go there's wisdom there's folly. Both are there and we have to present we have to choose the door of wisdom. <clears throat> Foolish and simple here's what it means. Turbulent, noisy and demanding, hasty, gullible, ignorant and they know nothing referring to moral not mental knowledge. So it's this person who's not well grounded in the word. If they are, they don't want to obey the word. And what he means by noisy and demanding—have you ever, you know, just just kind of this, just doing things hastily? And and uh, the, the the images of a woman, a loud woman who's who's demanding and noisy, but that can also uh, apply to men as well. Here's the key on this point: small choices lead to big victories or big defeats. Many men that I know, Christian men, are not going to just go meet someone later today. Not going to probably not go down to the strip club or pull over and get a prostitute. What, where does this begin? The small choices, the small decisions, going online, talking to this. It's the little choices. It's the little steps that eventually lead to the bottom and that's how the enemy works in stealth mode but what is the target well we all know the target is the mind why is that because this is where god's will is revealed this is where we make decisions this where where this goes our feet go so the target is the mind and Warren Weersby said this and if you want to read a good book uh, uh I believe it's called the strategies of satan by Warren Wearsby. It's a very good practical book. He said, If Satan can make you ignorant of God's will, he will rob you of all the glorious blessings that God has planned for your life. You will lose the enjoyment of God's peace and his power. Now, this is ironic because most of us in this room are not ignorant of God's will, but it doesn't have to necessarily mean head knowledge. It can mean the application of it. So if we are failing to apply God's will, ignorant of God's will, it will rob us of many of God's blessings. I truly believe that. I believe that to the degree God blesses us is to the degree often of our obedience. Now, I'm not promoting works-based Okay, I do this, God does this. I go on a fast for a week, I twist God's arm. And I'm doing these things, God's like, okay, well, all these brownie points on Shane, I'm really going to bless him. But God blesses an obedient vessel, a humble and teachable person who can be used by God. The power comes through the humility. So when God blesses, it's a blessing to to, to be to others. God's power flows through an empty, broken vessel who's holy and set apart for His glory. That's just that's just scripture. And those people crack me up and say, well, that just works. No, that just means you don't want to do what I'm saying. Anytime we don't like something in the Bible, what Leonard, Leonard Ravenhill said, we call it legalism. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow at church, but doing this this um, this uh, fast for the church, we're calling it Corporate White Fast. I've been, of course, studying a lot on fasting. And I, I'm not going to mention his name. Many of you would know who it is. It's a prominent teacher here about an hour here from here. But... He is so against fasting. It's funny to read where, they're, where they come up with this stuff. Like, well, Jesus is kind of silent on it. It doesn't, you know. And I'll read some of the things tomorrow. But it's like, what? Jesus did it. He said, when the bridegroom is gone, they'll fast. It was a spiritual discipline passed down. It was it was throughout scriptures. Paul said, I am shipwrecks and many fastings. And it, but it, because they don't like it. We'll, re- we'll say, well, it doesn't apply to us now. so so it's the, So it's very interesting to understand, at least for me, that the target is the mind. That's it. The target is the mind. So what is the weapon that Satan uses? This is important to know. He uses lies that we entertain, not lies that we discard. So the fiery darts of the enemy are often lies. That's how Satan got Eve. That's how Satan gets most people, through lies. Uh, In this book, I talk about, uh, I'm I'm helping with some people right now through alcohol, say for example, or opiates. And you'd be amazed at how many people go back to their addiction believing a lie. It's been a while, now I can just have one. I'm fine now, it's been a year, my back's hurting a little bit, maybe the doctor can prescribe some oxy, cotton, some... Vicodin, some opiates. See that? It's, it's here. It is justification. That's is that how he works in your life? Those that, you begin to compromise. What's well, not that big a deal? I've been good for a while, and we start to believe the lies. Instead of discarding those lies, we begin to embrace the lies, and you don't have to embrace them right away. When you begin to start to entertain them you dwell on them here comes a lie you're like no 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 but then hmm wait a minute it has been a while i deserve this my wife is disengaged emotionally she's not talking to me she's mad at me and we start to entertain oh i see some guys laughing you know we start to entertain those lies and then that lie that is entertained, it comes to fruition. What about the lies that you're you're we're too busy to put God first? We're too busy to read and pray. I don't can't read or pray that much. I, I'm I not a pastor, so I don't have to do that. See these lies we start to entertain. It, it, it's my it's my personal vice. I heard that recently, Shane. This is my. Per- it doesn't affect anybody. My wife doesn't know. It doesn't affect anybody. <laughs> Lie. You're entertaining that lie because it's affecting you spiritually. Not only that, we give the enemy a foothold. It means, you, have you ever tried to close a door and your foot's in front of it? So means you, you you can't close it. That's a that's a foothold. The enemy has a, has an opening there. So the target's the mind. The weapon is the lies that we entertain. But again, a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. Hides himself. How do you hide? You get out of sight. This is not hard. My little kids like to play what? Hide and seek. Do they stand right out in the open? (laughs) They hide. They hide themselves. So I I see this analogy of getting out of the way of sin. Hiding. I'm going to hide myself from Delilah. Is anybody in this room attracted to women you know? We'd all raise our hand. You too, Pastor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just don't get to know them. I go hide myself. Morgan, would you counsel them? Direct them to someone? And you hide yourself. Don't even put myself in that position. And people, You're mean. That's rude. You're arrogant. I don't care, but I'm not fallen. And you hide yourself from the sin. For example, there's computers at our house. I don't even know if I could or- get on a pornography site if I wanted to. Because the, the security, the, the covenant eyes and the settings we have on it and things pop up, you know, it's like, won't even sometimes go on YouTube pages. I, I hide. I don't want that. I don't want to even have that ability. I'm sure you can. There's ways around things, but you, 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 you hide from it. What, what's your trigger in this area? Maybe, um, YouTube or movies. Uh, I mean, if, if I read a movie and it says sexual content, hi, am I going to hide myself? Because you know you can't just go and see these things and not have it affect you somehow, some way. It creates that lust that is good and God-given in the right place. I mean, a fire is wonderful in my fireplace. But if you put that on the living room floor or in your bedroom, what's going to happen? See, it's out of place. It's out of context. And that's what the enemy usually does. He takes what is good and perverts it. And we begin to take that perverted bait. So, do you hide yourself from? Do you go to places? This is interesting too. I know people that they'll keep falling and they'll keep falling. And I'll say, "Stop going to the place where you keep falling." Well, my friends take me there to the bar, to the nightclub, to the whatever it is, and you and you you hide yourself. Well, that doesn't sound too manly. Well, it is. It is very manly to hide yourself. I mean, if, if, let's just be honest. I don't even want to go to the beach in the summer. Yeah. We took a beach trip at the church. I told my wife, we're not doing that again. The people can go if they want to, but I don't need to be sitting next to G-strings. I'm not that strong. I can look at the ocean for only so long. Yeah. I got to hide myself. <laughs> I got to get, get away from that. But see, and people say, well, that doesn't affect me. You're lying. You are a liar. If you want to protect your holiness, you're going to look a little bit different. You're not, you're, some of your friends aren't going to like you, and you maybe need to get rid of those friendships. How bad do you want a relationship with God? How bad do you want to be filled with His Spirit? Because the people I know, mightily used of God, mildly filled with His Spirit, look a little odd to their secular friends. They don't fit the mold. You can't put a square peg into a round hole. You, 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 you come out from among them, and you look different. There's a difference about you. You just, you, you, you hide yourself. I remember I was in, when I was in construction, they would bring pornography magazines to the job site. And I knew what they were doing, and I would just go hide myself. I'm gonna go work over here. Because once you start to, well, maybe I'll be an example. Maybe I can lead them to the Lord. Maybe I'll witness to them with the, with the, with the full thing open. No, you won't. You'll be led down. Use wisdom. They see, that's the simple man. It won't affect me. Stupid. Get out of dodge. Run. And strengthen yourself. See, when I run, I strengthen myself. Because every choice you make against temptation is a choice to be filled more with the Spirit of God. Did you know that? That's how a person is filled often with the Spirit of God, by rejecting sin and turning from temptation. And once they turn from temptation, they're filled mightily. If they go into temptation and succumb, they're drained and they quench the Spirit of God. This is not rocket science, and I'm not a rocket scientist. This is very practical. So again, we're going through that book, Disciplines of a Godly Man. I'm going to go th- through what he recommends here, but here's what we have to do. You have to change your physical environment, and you have to change your spiritual environment. Do you not? Both are very important. I mean, there's been seasons, you know, where we're all being a certain environment, and it's difficult. It's difficult. Uh, example summertime down in a place oh this environment's difficult and you can't always avoid I'm not talking about living in your house like a hermit I mean you got you can't always avoid these things you do have to strengthen yourself and our physical environment and the and the environment of your heart and I like to ask these questions who what where when why and how right so who makes me fall what wakes makes me fall where do I fall why do I fall and when do I fall so when you start to understand um, the what, where, why, when, and how, how do I fall? You can begin to be prepared because to be forewarned is what? To be forearmed. Because what, 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 there's often triggers, correct? What keeps triggering you? Sitting at home, bored when your wife leaves? Well, when she leaves, you leave. Stop the trigger and start praying and asking God, to help in this area. But again, I'm not naive. I know just, you know, if my wife leaves and I leave, that'll fix the problem. No, it won't. It's just one solution of many. Again, it's not about works. It's about, it's, it's about putting nothing wicked before our eyes. It's about making no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. These are scriptural truths lived out in our lives. So practical application, again, from disciplines of a godly man, it's a process. Do not give up in the war even when you lose the battle. We get up and we fight again. So he talked about number one, accountability. Accountability. Now what is this all about? Well, accountability is interesting because there's two sides of this, two extremes. On one side, accountability. It's these guys say, you just got to have accountability. You got to have accountability. You got to have accountability. You got to have accountability. And it's all about accountability. And if you know as well as I do, you can, you can monkey around accountability. You can sidestep it. You can, you know, if, if you're trusting in that and that alone, you're in trouble because I I don't believe that someone else should keep you accountable. I don't, I don't believe you should go to someone and say, Hey man, keep me accountable. Unless you keep me accountable, I'm falling. Unless you call me and pray for me and are right there. So we put too much emphasis in it. But then the other side is the lone ranger. They don't. They're just going to do it on their own. They're not going to involve anyone else. They're not going to use accountability to their advantage whatsoever. And as all things, we need to find that middle ground often. So what is the middle ground? Well, I believe... That when a person is accountable, meaning, here's what I mean by that. There's somebody maybe you trust, someone you know, uh, someone you can go to and say, hey, listen, I am struggling with this. Oh, that was hard, wasn't it, just to say? Isn't that a little humiliating? I- I'm struggling with this. Can you pray for me? Ask me how it's going when I see you on Tuesday? Oh, now you just upped it a little bit, didn't you? Uh, because... You don't want to uh, fall and keep falling and have this person, a Christian, you know, uh, think, what's wrong with you? You know, why do you keep falling, keep falling, keep falling? So what the accountability can do is it can bring the sin to the light. So now I've exposed this sin. I've said, I have a struggle with this. Would you help me? Would you pray for me this week? I struggle in this area. I'm str- I'm attracted to whoever or I'm stumbling here and you 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 bring in that accountability. So there's an extra layer there of, of precaution. Uh some websites such as Covenant Eyes does allow your spouse to see your website history. Uh talk about <laughs> talk about making you a little bit more careful with what you look at. Uh that will really help, don't you think? What about if all the questionable websites you visited went to your mom? Or make it broader, what about if every questionable website you went to went to all those people you know who are close to you? So you can see how that would Would you choose a little differently? Every head in this room should be saying, yes, I would. Because there's an embarrassment. There's a, There's accountability. Or people have it go to your wife, like I do. If anything comes up, that the red flag t- triggered, it will go to her email. And it even says, here's what was searched for. will go to her email. Frederick's of Hollywood? Why did you search for that? Or whatever it is, it's controversial, or it's questionable. So see, that does add a little bit of layer of accountability, and I think that's wise. I don't think there's a, there's any issue with, I don't think there should be an issue because the enemy's strategic. The enemy's smart. The enemy wants to take you down and I want to put as much ammunition into my gun as possible. I want to sh- sh- I don't need an AR-15, I need a prayer closet. I need accountability. I need things that fight the enemy on his ground. So that's what accountability does. It brings the struggle to the light. You tell someone, I'm struggling in this area and someone prays with you that in and of itself is not the answer. It's just one piece of the puzzle. He's calling, wake up,
0: child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. Such a time. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. I wanna hear the